MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazzy Fiddle! Oh, yeah! And, of course, our wonderful, sickly Deadite Knight's back. <laughs> Bronchitis! You don't have to fake that. People are going to hear you cough through this episode. And they're going to deal with it. That was actually... <laughs> That's what I sound like now. <laughs> Bronchitis. Perfect. Perfect. Well, with that being said... <laughs> my Pokemon name. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, with that being said, I would like you to speak in that voice this entire time during our sponsor plug. Take it away. This is Bronchitis. Be coming to tell you about the TripBeerCollective.com. <laughs> now, I can't promise that I won't infect your beer, but I will infect your lungs. The only thing that be <coughs> affecting your beard is great products from DetroitBeardCollective.com. Log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com and order shampoo for your beard. Beard oils known as beard elixirs and beard butter for styling. I had a <coughs> family photo taken and I had my beard. <coughs> I mean, Ethan's beard. <coughs> I mean, the Deadite's beard looking great by using the beard butter for styling before the family photo for the Christmas cards. <coughs> Use the checkout code MC Gaming to save 20% on orders $25 or more <coughs> at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Use the checkout code MC Gaming. And save bronchitis. <laughs> Thanks, bronchitis. That <laughs> is bronchitis. Uh, that is MC Gaming. The code again, MC Gaming. If you couldn't understand, Mister uh, Bronchitis. Man, I wonder. That's looking kind of blown out. That might sound even worse than it uh, than we thought. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. That's perfect. I was impressed that you held it. That's good, bronchitis. Good, good work. Uh, um, okay, Sam. I'm a pro. We'd also like to thank our patrons. Yeah. You can influence the podcast and get early access to all GameZilla podcasts by supporting us on Patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast. I don't have any crazy broncholitis or anything like that voices to do. That's, so, uh, that's a disappointment. Yeah. That's a, sorry. That's a huge disappointment to all of our patrons. Really but thank sorry. you for your support. Hey, let me know if you need a hit of this inhaler oh, my doctor yeah, yeah. gave me. Well, hook, me hook me up with Who that. needs vapes? Guess what? The new thing the kids are doing? Inhalers. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Uh, like, yeah, that's bad. it's because because you vape and I have an inhaler. I'm way cooler. Yeah, but oh, uh, never mind. Just all right. Let's get into <laughs> let's get into team talk here. I need some I need some team talk music. That's all over the place. He's sick as hell. Yeah, uh, um, mentally, physically, and all sorts of sick. There we go. That's it. It's time for some team talk. Jazzy Fiddle, how the hell you been? I've been doing pretty good. I've been playing a lot of Fortnite mm-hmm. and Fortnite mm-hmm. and some Fortnite. Both on the Xbox and PS4. And PS4, yeah. I've been playing it a little bit everywhere. Not by choice, but... I have been playing better on the Xbox mm-hmm. than the PS4. Um, enjoying it. Played the new 50 versus 50. It's a lot of fun, uh, especially if you get towards the end, because it's just like crazy like forts and sky bridges and like... 
the stuff that these players are doing at the end of the game when the circle's like really tiny and there's like 30 people still left in it is just out of control. Um, other than that, I played a little bit of a Monster Hunter Worlds. My first uh, taste into Monster Hunter uh, with the demo that came out for PlayStation 4. Uh, you guys had me hop on and play with you guys. I had fun, I think. <laughs> um, my character looked really cool. And the game looks gorgeous. I had no clue what I was doing. So I'm sure the more time I put in this game and the more I like figure out how to play, I'll have a lot more fun. But uh, I got to ride some beasts. You did? Yeah. I was impressed. I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I, I give you give you props. That's the only thing I could do. All right. Well, uh, Dennis, how the hell have you been? M- minus the uh, the disease that you've contracted. Well, I've spent I've spent a week with a foot in the grave. So, uh, you know, when you have one foot in the grave, that still leaves two thumbs for doing some gaming. So, uh, you know, I did something that's actually decently out of character. I played a lot of video games in the last couple of weeks that I haven't ever played before. I started playing Prison Prison Architect on PC. Ooh, on PC. Hold yeah, on, hold I mean, on. Yeah. Hold on. on my Lenovo. I, oh, Ooh. I had a horrible fever. I had Ooh. a horrible fever from the bronchitis, and I was like, let me do some PC gaming. Man. So I uh, I played Prison Architect. We all know it's in the wheelhouse of games I like. I like World Coaster Tycoon, Zoo Tycoon. I like, you know, simulation builders. So Prison Architect's fun. I think, uh, I think there's some issues when you're playing the campaign where the goals of what you're trying to achieve aren't clear and they're like, I had to look up some stuff like I can't figure out how to do this um, and the you know campaign's supposed to sort of be a tutorial so um, but overall it's a cool game I uh, I finally took up uh, a recommendation that you told me I need to do two years ago and I waited until it was free in typical dead eye fashion I started playing until dawn Ooh! oh yeah out time when this game came out Grim's like you need to play this it's Just, your type of thing it's so here's the only thing I want to know yeah. and then you can tell me about your gameplay yeah I was right absolutely right 100% right and I didn't doubt it but I will Write say it down okay no no okay I was a little skeptical because I was like I don't know if the gameplay is going to be engaging enough because I played a little bit of some telltale games and like they're good but it's not enough for me to be like really engaged and invested in well the gameplay is just there's just a little bit more to the gameplay when it comes to until dawn and the story really pulled me in and uh, visually it's it's beautiful so I was really uh, enjoying spending some time getting into that and uh, that's been uh quite fun for me to try and i i tried Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it uh you know i, I know loved it. I, I think i'll play it a little bit with you guys but i don't see this being something i'm going to get into i you know i i, I solo queued one match i made it to being uh the fourth person still alive and i was like i don't know this was just sort of stressful and not very fun for me so i i don't think i'll be solo queuing this game at all and um, solo queuing is not fun i mean no it's just it's where you go practice if your friends aren't online so I, I 100% agree with you. It's a duo or squad-based game if you want the full enjoyment out of it. And I played some Rocket League with my friend Grim. Yes, we did. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. We had a really good time just because because Fortnite apparently like duo queues was down. Duo and squad. Only solo was up. This is after I spent an hour updating Fortnite. So yeah. you and I could play together. You're yeah. like, play Fortnite with me. I'm like, okay, I'll do You're it. You're like, I got four hours to game with you. I was like, oh my God, this is the best day ever. And then like three hours later, we're like, all right, uh, Fortnite's fucked. So we got one hour to play Rocket League before I have to leave. And I was like, all right, fine. Let's do it. At least we get something in. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we, we got... 
we had a, a couple matches that were super competitive, and it reminded us why we should be playing Rocket League. We had a really good time with these close matches with players in our skill set, and then we got queued up online with players that we had no business playing with whatsoever, and we're like literally losing like eleven to nothing. Yeah, and we're like, all this you was fuckers awful. out there that can like <clears throat> boost through the air and like somersault and and keep the ball in front of you without touching the ground for like the entire field. No. No, thank you. Don't please do not come into my game. You should be like you know. You should be in your own class and let us people that play on the ground like like children. I couldn't even figure out how to get into the air. Yeah. I like jumped and boosted and like I don't know. It was bad. And these are when we've been playing Rocket League off and on for yeah. a couple of years. It's not like it was our first time ever playing Rocket League, and we're yeah. still like, man, we. Well, not. people didn't play like that early on. Yeah, it was like an evolution of like. An, an adva- they found an advantage that was technically not cheating, you know. They, that and people learned it, and like now the things they do, it, like we watch things when we played that we were like, w- like, wow. People literally shooting wow. off the ceiling, like yeah. they ramp up the ceiling and they boost downward to like spike the ball, yeah. and I'm like, what is yeah. without missing a beat? Yeah. I mean, it was like perfect yeah. every time. I'm like, I can't even hop my car, like no, I I with the ball. The- <laughs> yeah, so um, it was a lot of fun. It made me think. Why did we ever stop playing this game? I don't know. Uh, so yeah, Rocket League. Because you guys, you guys uh, moved on to bigger and we better did, things. We played on the PS4, not, not the Switch, because we didn't want that answer. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Did I instantly go? Wow, the mm-hmm. Switch version looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, surprisingly terrible. I played. So I played another game. Well, I started the first level of another game, uh, a life game called Buy a House. Yep, yep. You have begun the process. You know, the the wife and I uh, got a. Uh, a notice of when the house we're living in is going to be sold and we realize we need to get down to business. Uh, so we had a meeting with our realtor last night and a realtor is, uh, you know, a, f- uh, a couple that, you know, we're sort of acquainted with uh, through the church we go to. Uh, my wife's done some work for these people. And so I know that the husband's a little bit of a gamer. Uh, you know, he's got, got a PS4, uh, you know, been a PC gamer for a while, you know, uh, you know, into some RPGs and stuff. So, you know, I, I like the guy. He's a good guy. So we head over there. And, uh, you know, he's having his kids. So he has kids range like four to eight. And uh, one of the kids, you know, like the six-year-old's like, oh, I like playing like, and he's like naming these like old RTS games on the PC. I was like, all right, all right. This kid's got it going on. Like, you're raising them right. And then so uh, my realtor, uh, Tom, looks at his daughter, who's eight, and he's like, hey, why don't you tell Ethan what you play? And I was like, I was like, okay, what do you play? I'm like ready for her to tell me all about Minecraft. Because that's what what, what do eight-year-olds play, Minecraft. So I'm like, oh, okay, what, what do you play? And she goes, like kind of with like a grin, she goes, I play League of Legends. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you play League of Legends? Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm like, no way. I go, I played League of Legends one time. It was really confusing and hard. And she's like, well, you know, it's not so bad once you get the hang of it. Like, she's big leaguing me. I'm getting big leagued <laughs> by an eight-year-old at my realtor's house. And then, and so I was like, oh, who's your favorite champion? She's like, I like Twisted Fate. I'm like, oh! I was like, I actually know who that is! <laughs> yeah. And so, so this girl was like, one, hyped up that I cared at all that she played League of Legends, and two... She felt really cool because I was like, "You're you're sweet." Like I I can't play League of Legends. Like you, you got it going on, you lady. So I knew that Jazzy was going to enjoy yeah. the story that I met an eight year old like girl his. who's just a boss playing League of Legends. Plus, her champ is Twisted Fate, yeah. who's like a medium to difficult skill set. I'm like, pretty sure that's who she said. I <laughs> yeah. she she definitely said uh, a champ I knew, and I think that's what it was. Shout out the eight year old playing Twisted Fate better than. 
Not only Ethan, you. but me. Yeah, yeah that, that's 100 percent it. I uh, on top of that story, we had and Jazzy will get into it more, but we had the All Star Weekend for League of Legends, right? Yeah. And I was watching it, and the one of the casters was walking through the hallways and stopped where this little girl was, like by the stairs, and took a knee and was like, "Are you enjoying? You know, are you enjoying the event?" She's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "How old are you? Eight. Oh, okay. Um, so you're eight and you play League of Legends." And she's like, "Yeah." Like and you're probably and and there's twenty plus year olds out here that you're that you're better than and like you can see this girl super uncomfortable. This little girl looks at the camera and she's like, "Well, um, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Damn!" So yeah, watch out. Soon the League of Legends pro circuit will just be overrun by like preteen girls that are way smarter than any yeah, of us. So. It's, yeah, it's it's already it's already in the works. So oh yeah. Uh, well, I've been playing Fortnite as well. The 50v50 mode is garbage, so I disagree with uh, with Jazzy Fiddle. I think there's a lot of problems with the 50v50 that drive me crazy. Oh, like uh, that installing the patch takes two hours yeah. and you can't play the game at all? No, I'll tell you the real things. Okay, like that's a bad. That's bad. When the game's broke, yes, it's also an indictment bad. on my yeah. AT and D internet. But here's the thing. Okay, so arguably out of the Fortnite crew, like I look at myself as one of the better players of the group. Okay, so I'm the one rocking, racking up kills and. Stuff stuff like that. The problem with 50v50 is that anyone can run up and grab your loot. And so you're sitting back there and you're taking five, six, ten, ten people down, right? And you see all this loot drop. Well, as a good player, you know not to rush the loot. You know that the loot's normally when you're running squads or whatever, the only other people that can touch your stuff is, is the squad, really. So you basically... Leave that there to try to focus, make sure no one else is going to kill you when you run up to the loot. Well, what, instead in, in, in 50 v 50, because half the group is on your team, they're, they're not worried. So they just run up, grab it, and run away. And then you're sitting there still with like your basic guns when you earn that loot, and then they just came, grabbed it up, and ran. Yeah, and, like, you gotta get hangry, man. No, you don't get hangry because then you die. Okay, these these are these are noobs. <laughs> They're scrubs. They're just, it's, gar- it's garbage. Where like when you're running squads, and like yes, technically another squad could come in and grab stuff, but the idea is that that your fa- everyone is everyone's enemy except for your four teammates or whatever, right? Here it's like you have fifty people. And you're all running in the same direction, so it gets to that point where it, where the I feel like a lot of the elite players that are sitting back and doing a ton of work get they lose out on a ton of the loot because they're not rushing, putting themselves in jeopardy. All the all the little guys are, and that's when you see a 15 kill advantage or something like that going on, right? You got 15 people up on the other team, and then someone sees a yellow or a purple, and they all lose their goddamn minds, it, and they're like, "Oh my god, an epic!" And they run, and all of a sudden the game's tied because the other team just killed 15 people, all trying to pick up the same gun. Is it like in X Men: The Last Stand when Magneto let all the like scrub mutants just yes. run at 100%. the humans who had the antidote guns? Hundred percent. And just watching them just die, and Magneto's like holding Pyro back, yeah. like let the pawns yeah. go in. I last night I watched I watched a match where I took someone down. They dropped a yellow epic um, scar. I then watched five of my own teammates, one by one, rush in there, pick it up, and then be murdered by a sniper. Not the, the second one, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one. None of them learned by their previous teammate running in there and getting one-shotted. It, they were baiting it, people. Like, it's clear as day. Don't run in there until you take the sniper out or until all of a sudden until the sniper is forced to move. Like, be smart. 
So um, the the mode annoys me. It's a fun mode. I like it from the building aspect, like you brought up. Is in game gets crazy and things get built that have never been built in this game because you have more resources shared amongst people, more time to build, and it's fun if you can get to in game. Um, but other than that, I don't like that the wins don't count. I don't like that the stats aren't tracked. I don't like that the, the loot can be... I think because of the large squads, loot should be locked into your squad. If you kill that, then anyone on your squad can pick it up, but nobody else can. And that makes it fair where it's like, hey, you have to do something in order to earn the loot. Like, that's fair to me. And, um, you know, that those are just a few gripes I have with the mode. For but It's a limited time mode. I mean, you know, it, it's not the end of the world. But I, I do think... Um, it has opportunities. So played a lot of that, played some League of Legends, watched a lot of League of Legends, and played uh, a new game I picked up, and that would be Gunvolt, the uh, Azure Striker Gunvolt Striker Pack. And Striker I, Pack! The funny thing about this game is that I thought I... Um, anything that's made by... <laughs> Are you okay? I was um, waiting for it. I, yeah. like, <laughs> I can't yeah. exert myself yeah. too much. Anything that's made by NT Creates, I get interested. I get excited about because they did Blaster Master Zero, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a, one of my favorite games on the Switch still to this day. Um, but I thought I played Gunvolt right back on the 3DS. I was like, I'm pretty sure I played this game, but I never played two and all the DLCs in here. And it's um, you know um, that the graphics have been cleaned up, the frame rate's 60 frames a second. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna try this out. Uh, it turns out I never played these games. I played like Mighty Gunvolt or something like that, like a more like Mega Man-y, cartoony crossover like, with mini, Mighty Number Mini nine. game. Really, yeah. it wasn't even that big. So I start this game and I'm like, what is this? And I got hooked right away. This game is a blast. If you're a Mega Man fan, anime fan, uh, and that fast-paced platforming, this game is a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. And for 40 bucks. Um, you get both games and all the DLC. So it's basically $20 games. But again, I picked it up at Best Buy and picked it up for $32.99 with the Gamers Club. So uh, if you're looking for something for the Switch, you're a Mega Man fan or a platformer fan, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, other than that, did I play anything? Oh, Hello Neighbor. I picked up Hello Neighbor, which is a very interesting game. Uh, Hello Neighbor is like a stealth game where you believe your neighbor is doing bad things, is a bad evil, and you're sneaking into his house to try to like prove it basically. But every, but you only get one chance to try your strategy. Every time you fail, the AI reconfigures the house. It learns off of you. And so um, it can get ridiculous. I haven't played a ton of it yet, um, but from the early the early gameplay I've I've done just to learn the mechan- learn the the controls and everything because I want to stream it. Um, this game's going to be a lot of fun and I think it's going to be a lot of fun on stream. So I think if you if you join the, join the stream and watch me play, I'm going to have some fun where I'm not going to know what to do and I'm going to turn to the chat and let you I'm going to let the chat pick my fate on on the decisions we make to try to to try to beat these puzzles. So yeah, that's what I've been. Uh, that's what I've been playing. You can um, join the Discord, MotorCityGaming.com, right on the homepage. Uh, you can join the Discord for free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day, and let us know in those channels what you're playing, what you're excited for that's coming up. And uh, also, you can join us and team up uh, and play games with us by simply, um, you know, matchmaking via the Discord. So, all right. 
with that, I want to remind everybody we have a collaboration with Sheriff of Patty for a December giveaway. Uh, we're giving away a Logitech G Pro mouse and G810 keyboard. This is an ultimate pair used by many esports teams like Cloud9 and TSM. Valued at over $190. Pentakill. You can sign up today on MotorCityGaming.com or you just, if you're watching live on Twitch, you just scroll down and there's a button right on the bottom that you can't miss it. It's the keyboard, it's the mouse, and it's the GameZilla logo. You click it, enter, boom, you got a chance to win. So, um, oh yeah, Hello Neighbor was is for Xbox. It's an Xbox exclusive. And <laughs> yeah! Oh, it's my new favorite plug. It's my new favorite one. It might be... No, it's not. I still I still have a, a favorite over that one. But um That's right. Happy Metroid Monday, everybody. I don't have any Metroidvania news, but happy Metroid Monday. I bought a copy of Metroid Prime for a dollar. There's there our is. Metroid there News. There it is, Metroid News. Thrift store hunting got Metroid Prime for a dollar and the Wind Waker for a dollar on GameCube. Yeah, good job. Um but yeah, so I completely lost track of, of my of where I was going. Oh, the collaboration. So yeah, join enter the giveaway. Um, Sheriff of Patty and and Gamezilla uh, teaming up once again to give away a, a nice big holiday uh, bundle. So, all right, we got some news to get into. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right. Well, first topic I have for us is some Twitch users are getting a little bit upset about booby streamers. Jazzy, you like booby streamers? Oh, I, I am a booby streamer. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Jazzy's a booby streamer. How do you think we've made it this no! far? You didn't yeah. think it was based on our good looks or abilities to talk about video games. It's solely about the one and the ones and twos Jazzy's showing off. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for years we've known Twitch.tv has been the what the the go to for live streaming. Um you know, um, crowdsourced events like Pokemon playthroughs, um, investment portfolios, video games. There's all sort of painting, there's all sorts of in real life videos. Twitch has kind of you know expanded beyond just streaming video games. But um there's been an issue with a spike, a, a you know, a huge, uh, I guess, a, a quite quite large increase in something, and it's and they're calling it. It's quite a mountain of a problem. They're calling it booby streamers. <laughs> so uh, this this initial report came in from BBC. A small number of streamers with large, <coughs> dedicated audiences have begun have be, have begun. Um, arguing against the alleged takeover of Twitch by so-called booby streamers. Scantily clad women, young women, who try to lure other users into buying them gifts or sending them Twitch official microcurrency, as we like to call them, bits. So, um, you know, I, I like bits. Anyways, um, <laughs> anybody that's listening to the podcast has no idea what I just did, but it wasn't appropriate. I liked it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, the, sending them the microcurrency. According to these very concerned individuals, the number of women doing so have sharply increased in recent months. One professional streamer has recorded videos warning that the issue has become a crisis of culture where we don't actually know what the site is supposed to be used for anymore. 
told uh, he told BBC that Twitch needed to set to step up its game and prevent the site from becoming a cam girl hangout. The 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 entirety of the internet, <clears throat> the entirety of the internet revolves around one thing. It's going to take over any website eventually. So I'm not really sure why people it's, didn't it's, see this coming. I mean, it's true. So uh, he goes on to quote that it's pretty clear that there are some streamers that that step over the line. They wear provocative clothing and act provocatively. Jazzy. Yeah. The Twitch IRL section, the in real life section, uh, is taking on a culture of its own. It's become much more sexualized. Uh, and basically, I wanted to bring this up because it's, it's an interesting topic. This is a topic that we've talked about in the past, that you can have a very successful gamer and a very attractive gamer that, that maybe isn't good at gaming. And there's a huge, there's a huge variant, variance there, right? Uh, but in the end, I follow some serious gamers that, A, aren't female, okay, um, and that also wear clothes that are very successful. So, again... I understand the concern because we see what Ustream has become that has a, that did allow this this borderline cam girl to basically take over. I mean, Ustream we we joke about it, but we, Ustream is like live porn. Yeah. Okay. And you know, um, Twitch does need to step up, I think, and maybe reanalyze their guidelines. And, and their and their expectations of people because you it is very easy to find a stream that you watch that go oh wow this is a this is all about the boobs and I'm sorry like again I'm not trying to sexualize but when your cam is cutting your head off because you're only showing your boobs on cam and uh, and you know like sitting there with you scroll down and the only twitch tabs you have are buy buttons for products that you want sent to you. You're a booby streamer, like that. Like that's all it is, and so I actually agree with this person that it is. You have taken a platform that you were trying to build for creative, you know, art, art artists and and content creators, and and you have and it's been saturated by the cam girl issue. That you are right is rampant on the internet, but that's a problem. But. But the thing is, is it's this has been pre-set up by popular culture long before it was an issue on Twitch or anywhere else on the Internet. Look at the the music industry. Uh, Let's say there's a band I love. Let's use the example of Mastodon. Super talented, super creative, amazing band. They're never going to have near the success that Katy Perry does. Maybe have way more actual musical ability, but they're never going to be nearly as popular. And a lot of that's because there is the the look, there is the aesthetic, there is the marketability, and that is something that you see throughout all forms of media, all forms of culture, even social interactions from one to another. You know, the pretty girl gets more attention than the ugly guy. It doesn't matter. I could be the funniest person in a room and there's still gonna be more people interested in the hot girl in the room that's that's life it's one of those things that doesn't mean that's what i want twitch to be i want twitch to be better than the rest of the media in the world i want the game community to be better than the rest of the media in the world but if the game community and the viewers on twitch are buying into that giving these people money then we're not better than that and we're doomed to the same fate as the rest of the industries that we as a generation and as a group did not have a chance to shape yeah so it's an indictment on gamers on us 
I mean, hundred percent is an indictment on us because we click the sub button, we click the donation button, we we click the buy now on Amazon button. I get that, but the problem that I have is that the way I look at it is, I look at it as a, yes, okay. Let's say let's say uh, Deadite is a is a, a creeper that that hands out hundreds of dollars a month to all sorts of random women that he's never going to interact with. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is that Boops. Twitch Twitch is the platform that. that has provided you the ability. Twitch doesn't need to be that platform unless they're greedy yeah. and money and, and money hungry. And so, like, how do they regulate that though? Where's the line? The, well, the line is again guidelines. You know, yeah. build, building rule sets so that these people can't come on your platform and act in a certain way. And I'm not saying you're saying like cover like. Let's let's not forget. Not long ago, you could stream topless on Twitch. Yeah, I mean, it might have been Justin TV at the time, but still, you stream. These these girls that are that they're calling booby streamers were topless streamers, okay. So like, it has tactically gotten better, but I think you want to protect your your brand, and I think like in a way where if you look at the ratio right now, and I don't I don't think it's as it's rampant. I don't think it's like fifty percent of all Twitch is just is just tits and and sexualization and you know things like that, but. At the same time, um, you wanna you wanna make sure you have a healthy ratio. You don't want to see that particular category dominating all other categories, and that's the concern. I think you should start seeing is that we're, we are seeing this spike because because people and and it's not. I, I don't want to sit here and just focus women. Like this article focuses women. It's not just women. It's anybody that wants to play this game and and stream to you know for this weird personal gain without really being of actual product in my opinion so uh a, a great example would be cosplay okay there is very attractive people out there doing cosplay but they're but they put a the, the very successful ones put a lot of effort and work into what they their craft it's you know do they have you know are they beautiful sure are they are are do they make money because they don't wear a lot of clothes? Yeah, how many of them is like is like I'm I'm Nathan Drake with boobs. Yeah. You it's know, like true, but at the same time, those people, uh, you know, built a following because of crafting, because of networking with with other companies that can build eight foot tall, you know, Reinhardts and walk around and, and then, yeah, happen to build a, uh, a very attractive tra- uh, tracer outfit. You know, like there's there's something there in the sense of content creation. It's different when you got someone sitting in front of a camera really doing nothing and asking for something. Like that bugs me. Like if you're going to sit there and call yourself a content creator, you need to create content. And in my opinion, what some of these streamers are doing, that is not content. Holding holding having a camera in front of you and just and just doing nothing is not content in my in my opinion. You know, is it by definition content? Yeah, because we can watch it. I get it. Like maybe my maybe my opinion is not uh, agreed upon by the masses, but overall I think if you don't want to be Ustream. You don't want you don't want to rise and and burn like like Ustream. Ustream was right with you. Ustream when we bought our PS4s and you and you logged in to to stream for the first time on your PS4, it was Twitch and Ustream right next to each other, big ass blocks. YouTube wasn't even there because they weren't even an option yet. 
And where's Ustream now? They're they're the dirty like under underground. It's like it's it's that next step. You drive people on Twitch, they want more, they go to Ustream because it's the dirty side. Like I just I don't necessarily agree in the standpoint that like these people are complaining because they think it's hurt like hurting them. If you're upset, like I, I, at that point, don't blame a booby streamer. Don't blame someone else because you're not because of what of what your stream is doing. Your stream and your content and your following is a hundred percent you. So if you're if you're failing, if you haven't grown the way you wanted, or your or your shri- or your following shrinking, figure out why. It's not simply because someone else is flashing their boobs around. I'm sorry, it's not. Yeah. I if your content's good enough, people will watch it. It's a it's a brand issue, and what Twitch needs to be careful with here is they need to be careful that they're listening to their high level streamers that they have already put all this time and dedication and making sure they have a platform for themselves. So. These big name streamers that are coming out and saying, hey, like booby streamers are a problem is just them trying to protect Twitch's brand, which will in turn allow them to continue to have their creative platform to do what they do. So the problem here is that Twitch needs to make sure that they're listening to their fans, not necessarily that there's like a major issue and you have to deal with it right away because Twitch has actually came out in some of the other articles I've read on this and basically said they're within the guidelines. So there's nothing we could do. Like I understand those guidelines. You made those guidelines. Exactly. So you need to, I'm not saying like go and flip the law and just because these people said that this is a problem to go change it all and and get rid of booby streamers. You need to evaluate your guidelines, find out what's best for you as a company being Twitch that's going to keep the most amount of people happy that you want to keep happy and then make your move and don't just dish it off to the side and say, oh, well, nothing we can do for you. Sorry. Realistically, they could fix this by adjusting the search algorithm. Like they yeah. could they could find a way to basically eliminate this mathematically. Yeah. But I think <clears throat> I think in 2017, this is this is the generation that created the Kardashians like we like. We've set ourselves up as a society for this sort of situation to be a problem, and it's going to be hard to get away from this. Yeah. Now, um, to combat this, we we have an idea here at Gamezilla, and it was brought to us by our by our Twitch following in the Twitch chat. Someone brought up a great idea. Let's hear it. The idea is Jazzy needs to just stay there, stand, do jumping jacks in a sports bra. What about a banana hammock too? You, you know what? We so- just we just stepped it up one. We just stepped it up one. I'm going to have to disagree with this. <laughs> Let me tell you why. I'll tell you why, because we're moving on to the next topic. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're spending way too much on booby streamers. All right. Next topic is something that happened at PlayStation Experience over the weekend. And uh, basically, Sony didn't say it was happening, but they definitely hinted at it. Uh, Sony may finally let you change your PlayStation Network name. Yeah, right. It wants to be an option. Sony wants it to be an option sometime in 2018. So, uh, you know, many gamers have regrets about their uh, their gamer tag on PlayStation. Uh, I, I can I can think of a few that are that are friends with us on the PlayStation that wish they could change it and would change it day one that this option became available. Uh, much like 
uh, MileyFan1998, which if you're watching Twitch, we have a nice little uh, a nice little image behind us. Basically, uh, is a response from Sony saying, "We're sorry, MileyFan1998. At this current time, you're unable to change your PSN username." Um, but what happened on PlayStation, at PlayStation Experience was uh, they had there was an interview. And the company and company's Sean Layden said he hoped to have a name change option available by next year's PlayStation Experience. So you know, um, obviously, we all ask what's the holdup, and we've never received specifics. Layden didn't get into specifics this time either. But uh, the interview was held by Greg Miller, who is an act, very active person that always sits there and's like. Why can we? It's 2017. Why can we not still change our PSN name? Um, and I, and I agree with him 100. percent But this uh, this was an interesting response by Sean saying that um, you know we want to have this available to you by next PlayStation Experience, giving you that window of a year, and that that would be great if it happens. The holdup, I, I can only imagine its infrastructure. I can only imagine that that PSN. Certain parts of PSN run off such old architecture that, like, they've had to do a lot of work to even make this a possibility. That is literally the only thing I can imagine. If 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 it was simply flipping a switch, like, I feel like they've lost out on so much money over the years that I cannot believe that that would be an option. It has to be the fact that that there was some sort of, you know, coding architectural issue with their platform. What do you think? I mean, if you can change your name in the next year. I'll believe it when I see it. They've been saying this since 2014. It was in the year 2014, you'll be able to change your name. 2015, you'll be able to change your name. And we still don't have it. So I know the biggest thing that PlayStation has come not straight out and said, but that has kind of been hinted throughout the past, we'll say, four years of this thing. Mind you, I'm just going to, I just want to correct you. In 2014, Layden said, Yes, we need to make it happen. He didn't guarantee. He yeah. he never said it was going to happen in 2014. He clearly well, needed four. He clearly needed four he years. It was a four-year plan. <laughs> let's let's hope they say that. But um, everything's hinting towards what we're assuming. PlayStation said somewhere way back in an interview about griefing, where they're trying to make sure that it is the right process. So that trolls don't change their name in the middle of a game to grief players that they're playing against. Which seems like if you slap that cost onto it, like who's going to be paying all of this money to grief people over and over again in gaming? And make it a 24 or 48 hour approval. Yeah. Like, yeah, you change your name. Okay. Well, uh, it will officially take effect, uh, you know, next Monday or something. You know, like, right. there's there's opportunities to provide people with the ability to change uh, and prevent those easily. Because we just thought of a couple right now, and uh, we're just a couple jerk offs in a studio. So. Yeah. And we have another, I mean, the other issue, too, is that when you can't change your name, it doesn't, then those names don't necessarily get released back into the pool. You know, like the event, I couldn't, I wasn't Grimlock the Dino on Xbox because someone else was for a while. And one day I decided to check again and it was available because that person changed their name. It released that name back into the available pool and I was able to obtain it. The problem with PlayStation is that old accounts, I don't even think they age out. They just exist. Yeah. 
Twitter so, has that same problem yeah. where it's like once somebody Twitch. some uh, Twitch and Twitter some jerk could probably go in there and literally just create Twitter accounts and Twitch names and stuff like that and they don't get re-released. Yeah. Even if they're like dead forever. So it's like somebody could literally sit there and just ruin people's lives by creating random accounts that just will never be active. Another great another great point from <laughs> Who has time for this? Who right. people are people are awful. Another great point from uh from Patreon member EA Spuds. His friend uh has a PSN name of WTF eighty seven and on the regular gets reported because people think he's a, like a spam account. Because, because it's WTF. So he would love yeah, he'd love and to I'm assuming uh, he'd those love are probably to like yeah. the initials of his name. Yeah. And was forced so take it even further. He was forced to create a new account. Because he couldn't change his name. It's all progress as far as any type of achievements or trophies or whatever. Sorry, can't change your name. So you just got to make a whole new account. Don't name yourself something stupid. I mean, that's true. Think these things out. It's true. I mean, that part of this is very true. Some people get it right the first time. The Dead-Eyed Knight. No need to change it. It's the best name out there. Sorry, it's already taken. And maybe they're getting that this final push <laughs> this year and it will happen because... Sony has finally made trophies worth something, and yeah. the fact that you could earn rewards <coughs> by earning trophies in their games. Good now. point. Yeah, I also so, want to give a shout out to Pac Man's dad in the Twitch, who uh, basically says he was unable to make his name just a couple jerk offs in the studio, so he had to shorten it to just jerk, just a jerk off. Yeah, there you go. That's a that's a shout out to you, Dad. I know it's a good name. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> I'm full. Of, I'm full of great ideas. I know. All I right. know they get underappreciated by the present company. As my voice starts to go, ah, that was very. I bet that sounded good. Yeah, very great. Oh yeah. I have the producer edit that one out. I'm not editing a damn thing. They're getting they're getting the real deal. A sick deadite. Next topic. Here we go. Moving on. Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection announced. And you're getting online functionality for up to four of those titles. To celebrate Street Fighter's 30th anniversary, Capcom announced that it is releasing a 12-game compilation of some of the most beloved Street Fighter games next May. Uh, this was announced during the Capcom Cup Finals, a California-based tournament focused on Street Fighter franchise. The collection will include an assortment of games, and they are the original Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Street Fighter... Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3, Street Fighter 3 Second Impact, sorry I skipped one, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 3 Second Impact, and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. So there's really like three or four games in this pack. Man. Uh, Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically. Um, Can't... (laughs) Capcom also announces Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, <laughs> Street Fighter Alpha 3, and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike will be outfitted with the online options. Uh, this will be available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC in May of 2018. Wow, that was a mouthful. My God. If you want every Street Fighter ever created ever, buy this. Or wait till next year. When they have 
the ultimate, ultimate edition of this <laughs> listen, releasing. Listen, so we're Mega giving, Arcade, everything giving, included, actually functional edition. We're giving the fighting fans what they wanted. They yeah. always call us out here at GameZilla saying, you don't like fighting games, you hate us. Well, the brutish one, here you are. We just got some Street Fighter news, followed by... It's what happens when I help prep the news. Followed by more Street Fighter news, because Season 3 Character Pass has been announced, and Dead I got really excited, and he said it had to be in here because of uh, Cody, right? Man. Okay, honestly, let's talk about G. G's my dude. G. He looks like me, only blonde. He's <laughs> got a, yeah. a chin strap beard and, uh, you know, a, a flat brimmed hat. I thought you were more of a Sakura looking person. You know, I actually. You're a booby streamer I, I, after all. I personally identify myself more like Flake. Ah, okay. Well, anyways. Or maybe I identify the clo- closest <laughs> with my red-haired, uh, wolfish, electric fl- friend, the greatest Street Fighter character, my main since the mid-90s, Blanca. Bianca. 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 Yeah. Jazzy. Yeah. Jazzy That's the reason it. I put all this hate into Street Fighter Five all this time. It's because they left Blanca out, who's my favorite character. There we go. All right, well, during the finals, uh, during uh, Capcom Cup, the uh, at the PlayStation Experience, Street Fighter exclu- uh, executive producer revealed all of the upcoming season three characters uh, for Street Fighter Five, and that includes Sakura, Blanca, uh, Flake, Cody, G, and Sagat. It's a uh, Sega T. Se- <laughs> Sega ah, T. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they also released some trailers that you'll be able to watch right on our download page, but. Uh, this is uh, the return of, of Blanca. That's the big thing here, right? That's, so the that's game's really, actually playable now. It's really all that matters. Finally. No, uh, this obvi- this all happens, and it'll all be hitting around the same time as the uh, arcade edition that'll be coming out January 16th, 2018, which will be adding the, the new game mode uh, as well, giving us Street Fighter V the way we should have received it uh, at the beginning of its launch two years ago. So that's um, that's... That's good. I'm happy about that. So the game actually is getting to that point where I kind of want to go back to it. Uh, I kind of want to I kind of want to use my arcade or my my fight stick again. Yeah, that fight stick you paid for in anticipation of Street Fighter 5 being lit. I did. And you bought this nice fight stick with Chun-Li on it. Yeah. And you used it twice. Yeah, I bought it from convention from the Capcom booth. Last one they had. And I held it up like cheering Capcom. And I think that was the last time I ever cheered Capcom. Until recently, because they gave us new Mega Man just recently. Yes, and now they're and now they're writing the ship with Street Fighter to the point where I'm actually uh, wanting to wanting to get back into it. So, can I ask you guys both a quick follow up question to the Street Fighter uh, anniversary collection? Yes. Does let's assume that game is sixty dollars. Okay. Does that pack with like allegedly eight? Uh, no, twelve. Tw- okay, allegedly twelve Street Fighter games uh, for sixty dollars. Make you feel like anyone that bought uh, Final Challenger on the Switch was completely ripped off at fifty dollars? Was it forty? Uh, forty or fifty? Yeah, completely ripped off for one version of Street Fighter Two with two lame ass, trash ass, uh, exclusive characters. Does it make you feel like Capcom straight up robbed anyone that paid for that game? Especially when they announced that it'll get released for the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, they haven't, but that would be great. I, I asked uh, Sashin, uh, we ate lunch together today, and I asked him, and he's like, oh, absolutely. Like He he, found, he, he was upset from that aspect of like realizing the, the 
overpriced uh, nature of Final Challenger on Switch. Yeah, once again, um, pulling from our Twitch, because we stream live every Monday night, so if you haven't joined us on twitch.tv slash Podcast, I highly recommend it. But we like to pull from the chat from time to time, and Pac-Man Dad is just on fire. He came up with the next Street Fighter game name. Okay, It makes complete sense. Why we didn't think of this, I have no idea. But it basically, it is going to be called Super Street Fighter Upper Middle Income Subdivision Street Edition. Yeah, that that there was a lot of things about that that kind of hit home to me. I, brought yeah. to you by Mountain Dew. Street. <laughs> and brought to you by Mountain Dew. <laughs> and Red Bull. And Red Bull. Next year, and Rockst- Doritos. <laughs> Next year, Rockstar. Get the points to get the goats to get the game. <laughs> I All gave right. Xander, who's a Street Fighter fan, such a hard time when the last special edition of Street Fighter came out, and then I finally came around to like, you know what, this is good for the fans. Like, people that really like fighting games and are into Street Fighter, this is good for them, I'm happy, and now it just keeps going. Like, how many versions of Street Fighter can they sell you? Well, you know, they may not be able to sell you many more Street Fighters until Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter straight but- up dead to me. I just remember something happened and we're not done with the fighting news because Soul Calibur is coming back, baby. Soul Calibur six getting announced at the video game awards. This, this was the highlight. This was the like death stranding. Who? Kojima. What? I I don't get out of the way. Soul Calibur six is showing on the TV. Yeah. Come on. You get out of here. Soul Calibur six. Shown off uh, at Video Game Awards, followed up with uh, a, with gameplay shown at PlayStation Experience. Oh, it's coming back, folks! It is coming back. And uh, I mean, first of all, that I what is how what was you, what went through your head when you when you realized what this was? So they had they had uh, people from Namco Namco Bandai Namco Bandai brought out at the Game Awards, and I'm like, man, they're not going to announce anything new for Tekken. They just uh, announced that uh, what's that jerk from that game you guys played? Uh, Noctis. Yeah, screw Noctis. So they announced Noctis is going to be in Tekken, and I was like, okay, what are they really going to announce next? I don't think it's going to be Tekken news, and that kind of had me thinking, like, are they going to announce Soul Calibur? And then they like teased. I don't remember exactly what they said, like, like for your soul to be bound to the blade or something. And I'm like, <gasps> like I gasped, and my wife is sitting there next to me. She's like, what? Are you okay? I was like, it's Soul Calibur. Like I'm trying to like, <laughs> I'm like coughing, like <laughs> bronchitis. I'm dying, and um. I was thrilled. Soul Calibur is my second favorite uh, fighting franchise after you know the Mortal Kombat that I, I yeah. rep on the regular. Yep. So like this is uh, a franchise I legitimately get excited about. I know it's had its ups and downs over the last decade, but the the gameplay of it is so fun. The characters are so diverse. And, uh, you know, it's one of those games that, honestly, someone could pick up and button mash and have a good time. True. Or there's someone that could get, you know, a little bit more tactical with it and, and find a character that fits their play style. Uh, and it's, I just really enjoy the Soul Calibur series. That's how I got into this game was I played on, I, I was introduced to the game on Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. And I they gave me Maxi because he's a, just a button mashing phenom. And I got really into the game. I was like, wow, this is really Cool. It's a lot different than any of the other fighting games that I've played, you know. Uh, and and so, I come from being a Tekken fan, so I got into Soul Calibur fast yeah. because it's Namco Bandai. So, so then I um, I started to get into the game and started to practice and find find champs that or find characters that I liked and uh, fell in love with the game. Soul Calibur is actually my favorite fighting game of all time. It, it surpasses uh, Mortal Kombat uh, as being my, Mortal Kombat will be my number two, but. 
I just love the the fluid game style, you know, fighting style of this game. I love the weapon, um, the weapon uh, design and and usage. You know, like a lot of times games will introduce weapons and it'll be like the weapon will get pulled out based off of a move you perform. This game felt like and, and not felt like was where your character, if your character's rocking nunchucks. Your your character was built around nunchucks, and you had and your combos were built around your weapon, and it just felt fluid and natural. Uh, and the cool thing that they that they announced with this is that their the weapon concept of Soul Calibur Six is being focused on heavily, mm-hmm. and that they want to progress it and make it even even better than it ever has been. Um, so yeah, I'm super pumped for this game. Super happy with the announcement. The gameplay uh, footage that we got to see looks beautiful, and overall, I, I can't wait for Soul Calibur Six coming in 2018 to PlayStation 4, as well as Xbox One and Windows PC. So, um, the big question for me is: Will Valdo be back? Well, they Bandai Namco did came came out and said something. They said the game was going back to the series roots, mm. both in the roster and the story. The fighters will tell. Really? Yeah. Which Mortal Kombat 9, which was the reboot for the MK franchise, was a very nice reboot. So if uh, if Soul Calibur could reboot this... Because, okay, Soul, Soul Calibur got really convoluted, and uh, was it versions 3 and 4 really kind of started to fall off? Yeah, and don't forget 5. Yeah, I have 5. I still kind of like 5, but okay, listen. 2 was 2 was the peak of the series. 2 2 was amazing. Yeah. Now remember you had um Soul Edge, I believe was yes. actually its original Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur 2 was pinnacle. I mean, you had the Xbox with Spawn, top 5 had, fighting games all You had the GameCube with Link and you had the PS2 with Hihachi. Yeah, Hihachi. So, um that game was amazing. I I never played so much Soul Calibur than I did 2. 3 was still okay. Um, that three was sort of the one that fell by the wayside, though. That was kind oh, of no, yeah. Four, four was, four the, was the one that had uh, Yoda, oh, Darth. That's the one I own because I have the the Darth Vader edition on on PS. Yeah, yeah. Darth Vader, Yoda, and uh, Star Killer, Star Killer. Yeah. So um, in five, three, yeah, three was a uh, five. They brought in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, and you bought I, the collector's edition yeah, for that one on a clearance, and room. I played it with you like once. Yeah, I think. it was all right. Yeah. It was it was it was rough. By the time it was by the time five came out, the series was already it was it was being kind of handled like a joke almost. Yeah, in my opinion, it wasn't it wasn't getting the attention like like it deserved. Mm-hmm. Like you would think a fighting game of this caliber deserved. Pun intended. Yeah. So we're both geeky excited, and I know you and I will be having some very. Uh, Oh, There'll yeah. be a close rivalry with us. Uh, you all, you all wanted some fighting games to get involved into this into this show, and you wanted like Fight Club to bring in some fighting games. Soul Calibur will be that game where we may lose our friendship on air while you guys get to watch. So get ready because I am more very excited. More or less because Grim's going to pick the quickest, spammiest character, and I'm going to pick uh, yes, Whoa. yes, and you I'm, are wrong, sir. And then you I you are damn wrong. Then I will pick Valdo the shadiest, cheapest character. <laughs> you are damn wrong. I damn well know that Last my time fast- we played, you played Kalik. Nope, listen. Let me answer this question. Okay. okay. You will still agree with me. Okay. You will still, and, and I am technically agreeing with you. 
I do not pick Maxi anymore because he doesn't have the range <laughs> to stay away from your piece of shit. So I pick Kalik, who, yes, may be kind of quick, but the idea is I can poke the shit out of you <laughs> before you even get near me. So that's that's the goal, because once you close that gap, I'm in trouble, because then you just bounce me up and do all your weird broken back spine bullshit, and I'm just like, you know what, Voldo's piece of shit, I'm out of here. I'm going home. Taking my game with me? <laughs> Fuck y'all. <clears throat> And Jazzy's over here quiet like Soul Calibur. J- Jazzy, Yay. we know you're not a fighting game guy. Are Would you consider getting Soul Calibur with us? I've never played a Soul Calibur game. And like you said, I am not a big fighting game guy. But th- I will tell everyone that the 10-minute gameplay trailer will be in the um, episode layout for this episode. And oh my gosh, I watched through all 10 minutes. I, I couldn't take my eyes away from this gameplay trailer. It looks gorgeous, and I'm interested. I'll probably be awful, like I am at most fighting games, but as long as I'm having fun being awful, that's what I look for in my fighting the thing games. I think, the thing that about Soul Calibur is, honestly, if you put a little bit of time in it, I don't think you'll be as bad, because yeah. the that's the thing about Soul Calibur, is that, I mean, in, in the uh, fight night round one, he beat me with Valdo. And arguably, out of the group, I was the Soul Calibur, like, the best Soul Calibur fighter. He still was able, like, if you can find that character that you can enjoy, you'll you'll win. You will win matches. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Next topic coming out of Video Game Awards. Bayonetta, baby! Getting announced. Bayonetta 1, Bayonetta 2, coming to the Nintendo Switch. And then, you know, Reggie was like, hey, Jeff, do you really think I came all the way here so that I could give you, like, one announcement? And the crowd, of course, lost their mind. And then he's like, yeah, just show them the trailer. Bayonetta 3, in development, Switch exclusive. Yeah, that's right. So uh, so Reggie came out and basically said, Bayonetta games are headed to the Nintendo Switch next February. A few months away. Yeah. We're going to get Bayonetta 1 and 2. I got to save my pennies. If you have not played Bayonetta because you didn't have a Wii U or you didn't play Bayonetta 1 on the PS3 or whatever, you need to play these games. They are so much fun. They're basically Devil May Cry, but but in my opinion, better. Uh, just because I love the characters, I love the enemies, and and then the spin on them with Nintendo, uh, what Nintendo did with the second one, and I'm assuming they'll do with the third one, being able to throw like a Samus suit on, and 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 all of a sudden all your your magical moves are Metroid themed, or throwing a Bowser a Bowser suit on or whatever, and then like a lot of your like super moves will be like Bowser's fist coming from the sky and just crushing people. The game is. Ultra ridiculous. I mean, it is amazingly a joke, but in such a great way. It's like it's like enjoying a movie like um, Snakes on a Plane type deal or something like that, right? Um, or Shoot 'Em Up. That's another one that I love. It's just yeah, way over the top and dumb as hell, but fun as hell. That's what this game is. It is so much fun. Uh, but anyway, so we're getting one into next February, um, and then Nintendo uh, will be por- will be porting the the Wii U. Bayonetta 2. It'll include the full game um, and and the original Bayonetta, just like the Wii U version did. Uh, they released a teaser trailer for it. 
uh, running in the Switch handheld mode. Platinum Games first launched Bayonetta back in 2009 on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. Since then, it's been a um, Nintendo and uh, exclusive besides uh, PC. Has seen, uh, has seen it, too. Just recently, they released it to PC. Bayonetta 3 will come to the Nintendo Switch as well, with Nintendo of America President Reggie revealing the surprise. Um, it was a super brief announcement. We the Bayonetta 3 was simply her guns and like a little like uh, a title, and then basically just like Metroid Prime 4, it said game is currently in development for the Nintendo Switch. So, um, but yeah. Oh, and, and also uh, the um, Platinum Games came out and updated on their website. The Nintendo Switch release of Bayonetta 2 will include some new features. But um, local wireless cooperative play, amiibo support, and video capture support. Nice. So there you go. Jazzy, yeah, you going to pick this one up? Oh, yeah. I haven't played Bayonetta, and it's one of the ones that I've been wanting to start up because everybody that I've talked to says it's just awesome. You and I are in the same boat. Well, then we'll have to co-op play it. Ooh, that could be fun. Definitely yeah. pre-show, we'll get both of our switches out and do some co-op play. Yep. And mind you... We'll leave Grim out. He can't play with us. Oh, Mind you, Bayonetta, <laughs> Bayonetta 3 will indeed be a Switch exclusive. They've uh, Platinum Games came out and said there will not be a PC release currently. Um, but you will, you will have a Switch version. And then lastly... Um, February 16th is the actual date of 2018 that you'll be able to get Bayonetta 1 and 2 on the Switch. Very cool news. All right. Oh, I'm, d- I'm not done yet. Unfortunately, there is a really nice special edition that's been announced for overseas. Mm. Deadite's in the way of the picture, but Deadite, can you guess what this... Um, don't look, don't look. You're going to ruin oh. it. Can you guess what this special edition is called? Uh, the Bayonetta Super Sexy Edition. It's called the Climax Edition. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I wasn't that far off. That's fun. They haven't announced if the Climax Edition will be making its way to North America, but uh, if it does, it may indeed get a different name. But yeah, um, that has been announced as well overseas. I just wanted to make a quick note of it because I thought it was funny. All right. Next topic, Monster Hunter World is uh, the beta is going on right now. If you're listening to this via iTunes, then unfortunately, today's the last day to play it. So if you haven't tried it out, download it on the PS4, give the beta a try. But um, Capcom came out and made a very uh, cool post uh, following the steps of Star Wars Battlefront 2 and some, uh, some other games. Monster Hunter World will add new monsters new content as free DLC. That's what I'm talking nice. about. I like this trend in the gaming yep. industry. It's good. It's good for gamers. Yep. More monsters are coming. So the series producer recently announced during a live stream that the latest entry in the series, Monster Hunter World, will receive free updates post-launch. Um, here He's now clarified those comments, confirming that the additional monsters will be added to the game as DLC free of charge. Uh, Jazzy, you've played you've you like you said you played the beta with me, and um, it was a lot of fun. We got to play as a four man squad uh, with Ecto and um, Brick and Mortar, and we played through. We tried all three missions. There's three missions available in the beta. We beat two of them. We failed the third one, and 
I could see myself playing a lot of Monster Hunter, mainly because the one thing we're not getting a feel of here is the 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 continuous grinding and the continuous building. So when you do these missions, you actually gather resources. When you kill these beasts, you actually harvest their bone, their scales, and you build stuff. Right. Really cool looking stuff. And then you go and you take on the next challenge, right? And so it's more of that fantasy star online uh, addiction that I would get where it's like, I want to go kill that beast because it has a chance that I could get its jaw. And if I do get its jaw, I can go build this amazing hammer with it. You know, like, and, and then when you don't get the jaw, what does it do? It makes you want to run that mission again. Right? Yep. That's the trick. That's where Fantasy Star would always give me. When I didn't get the drop I wanted, I would go and play it again until I tried until I got the drop. So I'm excited for this game coming out early next year, uh, January twenty sixth. Uh, it looks beautiful. I was I was really impressed with the visuals and um, Monster Hunter games aren't necessarily known for looking no. great because they've historically lived on Nintendo systems for the last decade. Yeah, exactly. So but um, I, clarification about the monsters is that they're planning new monsters and such as part of the game's free updates with the specific goals of ensuring that players will play for as long as possible. Um, no other details were given currently, but the, um, the announcement of free DLC gives this game even more value. So, um, and like I said, January 26th next year, they also announced that if you buy it... Um, the Calico Cats. You have like these cat companions. Uh, we didn't see them because we were playing four player. But if you're not, if you're playing single or not a full team, the Calico Cats will join you as companion AI companions. Um, you can. Uh, the thing that's been known about these cats for a long time is that you can customize them. Right? You can give them their own gear and their own and make them have their own look. Well, they've uh, recently on Nintendo platforms they've given them the ability to look like Samus or look like Mario or look you know and moving forward the Capcom's continuing this by adding Mega Man you're going to be able to make your cat look like 8-bit Mega Man you're going to be able to if you buy it on the PlayStation you're going to be able to make your cat look like a seeker from Horizon Zero Dawn Jazzy is so in. <laughs> Jazzy just was like his his expression actually didn't change but I knew I just knew I looked at him I was like oh he's freaking out right now yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of a smile. Yeah. It was like his eyes, yeah. his eyes like deadpanned, but like his his lips slowly. Is this going to be out on the Xbox? It is. Damn. I know. I know. It's going to be a real, and I don't know if Xbox will have anything exclusive yet. I'm not sure. <coughs> I'm going to have to play on the PlayStation. I though. understand if yeah. you guys buy Xbox just to avoid me. Yeah. Well, that and because we want to play on the superior system, so. Because X won't give it to you. No, you guys are being snobby. You. You're not getting. You're not getting the drop when you guys are being snobby. I'll just play it myself, and it's going to sound bad because I'm going to play it through my phone. No, don't do it. I it's don't want it to sound D, bad. It's the D. Push the D. Push the D, Jeff. Yeah, Xbox One X, baby. It's where the games are. Sorta. Okay. You guys are lame. <sighs> hey, man. Feels good to be lame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want you want to borrow my inhaler? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys are lame. <laughs> I need my inhaler to breathe. Next topic, God of War information coming out of PlayStation Experience. This is going to be an interesting uh, conversation we have here, guys, because I want to know your opinion on this. Uh, we know God of War is coming ne uh, early next year uh, to be released in 2018, but what we didn't know was 
game length. We didn't know what to expect as far as God of War. You know, in the past, God of War has been a very linear-driven game that you put 10, 15 hours in, and you were pretty, you were pretty good. You probably were completed the game. Um, well, they came out during PlayStation Experience and said, we thought God of War was going to last about 15 hours. But after finishing playtests conducted over the past few weeks, God of War's total gameplay time was around, I'm sorry, found to be between 25 and 35 hours. Ooh, that's lengthy. So my question with that information is, is that good or bad? Like some people are going to sit there and say, well, that's more value for my money, right? But like I've played every God of War. Jazzy's played most of them too. Actually, I figured I found out what God of War was because of Jazzy. But um, the thing about God of War that I've always enjoyed is is the length, is the play style, is the linear driven. Just here, here's Zeus or here's whatever, and you want to kill him so bad that you're just driving towards it. You don't need side distraction. You don't need super lengthy gameplay because all you want to do is get to him and beat his face in, right? And when you played God of War 3 and you had that epic end battle, it was the most rewarding thing ever when you span over the three games. Um, so we'll start with Jazzy. What do you think of this? Is it, a, is it good? Is it, are you unsure? Or do you think this actually hurts the, the type of game that God of War once was? Um, I think it does make it different. The old God of Wars was that very hack and slash, beat him up, like linear, get to the end and just beat the boss. But the trailers and everything for this game, obviously he has some sort of child. We don't know if it's his or somebody else's uh, child that he's kind of like wandering the wilderness with and kind of teaching and putting him under his wing and training. So I think that changing the style of Kratos and the fact that he's now this mentor instead of just this berserker, basically, I think makes the 25 to 35 hours of gameplay uh, more feasible, we'll say. Because you can now put those side quests in the game to learn the story about who this kid is and where he came from and how Kratos came about, you know, being with him and not lose the attention so much. Assuming you're okay with realizing it's not the same type of God of War game that it used to be. So I agree with you if that's what they're doing. The problem I have is that if we go into this game and there's a bunch of side missions that aren't required through the linear story path, then I have an issue because you're not it's not a God of War game. Like you've literally changed what this game is. And then I worry is that is is do we love God of War because of Kratos? Or do we love God of War because Kratos was cool and the game mechanics, the way the game played, the concept of the game, if that's not the same does God of War get that same feel and does it get the same respect from, from its fan base? So if the, if the extra time, if the 25 to 35 hours is to, to explain an origin and to explain this kid and, and maybe it branches off into two story arcs, Kratos and the kid, but it all comes back together to, to create this strong, solid one storyline, then I'm very happy with it. I just don't want to see God of War necessarily turned into a Witcher, a mini Witcher three, because I don't care. I just I don't mm -hmm. care. I'll do I'll do the first few side missions, and then I'll push the main story, and then I'll come out and be like, actually, this was a 15 hour game. 
it's only 25, 35 hours if you do all the side crap that doesn't do, that doesn't, that means nothing to you. And then the only, the other problem you have is do they mechan, do they design this game where you have to do the side missions that mean jack shit in order to gain the progression in your, in your, in your leveling and your, and your, uh, move sets and all that stuff where you actually hit roadblocks. Like, example, Destiny would do it, right? If you tried to run the main line of Destiny, you'd eventually hit that cap where it's like you're not high enough level to run this le- to, to do this mission. Go do other random shit and come back. It forced me to go do things around the world so that I could play the storyline, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to play the side stuff, I'll play the side stuff. Don't, don't lock me out. Um, what do you think, Deadite? My concern. I'm excited for this game. Uh, you know, I've I've I'm not the God of War fan that either of you are. I've played a you know a, a good chunk of the first game on PS3. You know, the remake version of it. Um, and I I own several God of War games. I just haven't put the time into them because we all know I don't have a lot of time to finish games. My concern is I I look at the gaming landscape and I look at my purchases and I look at a game and go, I don't have enough time to enjoy that. I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, which is both of your, you know, one of your favorite games of the year. It looks awesome. I look at it and go, I don't have time for it. It's like intimidating to think that I'm going to, you know, try to put the time in and not get the great experience. So there is part of me that would be more excited to pay, you know, my $60 for a really solid 15 hour experience that I can map out and go, okay, you know, over the course of a month, if I play a few hours here and there, I'll actually make my way through this game. I don't need to take on another Breath of the Wild because it's been almost a year and I'm not even halfway done through Breath of the Wild. So I don't need another giant. I don't need. I don't need a game with side quests. I don't need a game with uh, an open world. What I need is a, a good story based game that has fun gameplay that has me wanting to can you continue to just play the game for the fun of it. Like I, I've been playing Last of Us for a year. That's not that long of a game, right? Haven't beat me yet. So you know I don't have time for large games right now. So that, that, that could actually be a deterrent from me buying it within release window or waiting till next, you know, all the way till next Christmas when the game's on sale for $25. I yep. think the one thing that doesn't worry me as much or gives me a little bit of hope is it is Santa Monica. Yeah, great studio. And never really had a problem with Santa Monica. So I, I mean, hope- they did make the order 1866. <sighs> Which you loved. Wait, and I have time for. <laughs> if there's a game, I'm like, I, okay, I've thought. I'm not going to lie. I love that game, but no one no one else did. I, I have a mental Rolodex. As soon as I like get done with a couple games, I know there's a couple games I want to borrow off Grim Shelf. And one of them is The Order 1886 because you've told me it's a good experience. It's a great story. And it's short enough that I could yeah. do it in a weekend. I just... You know, I have a hard time getting through what I have. That's why I've I've almost stopped buying games right now because I have Mario Odyssey to finish. I have Legend of Zelda to finish. Uh, I restarted Pokemon Silver. Uh, I have Last of Us. Um, and honestly, I'd like to play some more God of War. So there's uh, like five games that I should be playing right now. And so, I um, I love like that game was great. Order eighteen sixty six, but. Because it did so bad, I don't think we'll ever see the next game, which no. pisses me off so much because the story was really cool, but we'll never get the outcome. 
Right. And that makes me super yeah. sad. It's like when you get a TV show that you really get into, but it doesn't get picked up for next season, and you're like, no! Shout out to the reality with, show Pirate Master. And the, and the major <laughs> problem with that game was what? It was too short. Well, that, that was the major problem. I think the major problem was they they weren't up front with the length of the game, and they brought out a $60 game that was only six to eight hours long. Mm-hmm. I think that game would have been more successful if they were more upfront and maybe and honestly accepted a forty dollar price tag on it. Like think of Hellblade. Yeah, Hellblade's not not an incredibly long game. No, no. But it all. also wasn't a sixty dollar game. And Correct. you and it was and, thirty, I think. Yeah, and it was one of your favorite games of the year, along with a award winner at the video game awards. Yep. I just th- I think it was handled wrong. I think the game itself is actually really good. I think so. That was un- within the launch window, right? It was an early like hype for yeah. PS4. I think if something like the order came out now, I think we have seen that the the forty dollar game, even from large studios, is becoming more common. Yeah, you know that's something that I don't think was necessarily a thing at the time of this generation start. No. that we are now seeing is yeah. much more accepted throughout the industry. Seeing a ten twenty dollar cut off even a AAA game for A B or C reasons. But even a game like a new a brand new IP like that, even Recore yeah. was a brand new IP that had a forty dollar price tag right out the gate and. I thoroughly enjoyed it. If I would, if it would have been a sixty dollar game pushed as one of the best three D platforming games of all time, I would have been highly disappointed. So I think again, you have from a marketing standpoint, handle it better. You're going to be okay. This is getting way off track. God of War looks really good. It looks slower. It, it, to me, it looks slower. It doesn't look like the typical Kratos crazy God of War. But I'm still very excited for the game. And 25 to 35 hours concerns me a little bit because of the same reason that that Dead Eye has. I don't have the time to necessarily sink into a game like I used to. It's why I've stayed away from games like Persona 5. As much as I'm sure I would really enjoy it, I don't have 100 hours to put into a game like that. When I also play all these other games and I try to stay diverse. I try to diversify myself for the podcast, for the company, for myself. And but at the same time, balance my life, balance my work, personal life, and balance my work, work, personal life. So like again, you just it, it worries me a little bit from a game that I was expecting to pick up, power through it, mm-hmm. have a blast, sit it down, and say, yeah, that was a good Kratos trip, and then hand it to me so <laughs> I can play it immediately after. Yep. All right, my last in twenty twenty three. Yeah, my last topic is Overwatch season eight. Is getting some changes coming that I think um, I think everyone's going to be very excited about. These are smart changes. God, are, how did we get to season eight? Yeah, these are the these, last time I played was season three. I think I know, right? All right, so the eighth season of competitive Overwatch begins this coming January, and Blizzard is making some big changes. So the first big change being made is limiting the maximum SR difference between players. This will result in players being matched with others that are closer to their skill level with the goal of creating better match experiences for players at both ends of the skill spectrum. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew that I would be like, okay, I can play competitive again. We, you would go into competitive matches and literally because you queued up with, let's say, a full squad, you were playing C9. Like, it, you were playing esports teams and getting obliterated because there was no gate. It was like, oh, your team equals this? Cool, here's platinum tier. 
Here's yep. here's what yeah. and it was just like, okay, um, this isn't fun, you know, and it drove people away from it, including myself. But hearing you know, knowing this, this is uh this is a big change. So while the team has already implemented these uh the tech for these changes in the recent uh in the one point one seven point zero three patch, they will spend December uh honing in on a value to solidify before season eight begins to see how it's going to affect the queue times because they want to make sure people mm-hmm. aren't stuck in queue forever uh, as long uh, along with the match quality players will still be able to group with other players according to the current SR limits at their skill tier so the so that's the same which I think was like a thousand was it was a thousand variant was a a thousand Five, or two thousand, one of the two, something like that. So, I don't, I don't remember. Like, I haven't played competitive since probably around you, season three. Um, the other major change that they that they've been talking about is personal performance skill rating. So, um, this was another thing that was taken into consideration: is your personal performance on on specific champs, right? That was t- that was used as a as a uh, as a piece here. Well, they're removing it completely. So, players at or above Diamond Tier will have this removed completely. When players win a competitive match in Overwatch, they gain SR. When they lose a match, they lose SR. The amount gained or lost is based on a host of factors, including the likelihood of winning the match from the outset, the player's overall experience level, and the player's personal performance. Um... Including personal performance as one of the factors results in a lot of positive system-wide effects such as punishing inactive players or rewarding players that make an effort to play well, the team has come to the conclusion that they want players to not be distracted by, by, and worry about how to optimize around that particular issue. They should just be trying to win. So the personal performance SR adjustment will be turned off on January 2nd. Another big move, I think. Another move in the right direction where yep. if you have these players that um, don't play a lot, they're not being penalized by it. And I think that's huge, you know, because you can be good at, like, um, Cable's good at this game. Cable is very good at Overwatch. Does Cable play every single day? No. But he used to. But He used to. But now if he comes back, like, let's say he picked it up, uh, let's say the season was going on right now, and he picked it up after this long hiatus and he grabbed a player, he'd be penalized instantly. That's poor. It just—it's not. You know, I don't think that's a—that's a good system at all. And either do either do they? So they're uh, they're turning it off. I'm actually getting back into the thought of playing Overwatch. And I think some of these recent changes, the new champ, uh, these the 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 uh, the new maps coming, has gotten me excited about returning to Overwatch. And these changes have gotten me excited to. Get prepared for season eight uh, and try to make a competitive push again. I've missed so many maps. I think Oasis was the last new map, and that was what three, four back at this point. Yeah. Uh-huh. So did you ever play the the castle map? Mm, yeah, you well, had. Yeah, to I played the castle okay. map, but Oasis was after that. Yeah. Did you ever play Oasis? I played Oasis. Oh, okay. And then I missed what was Blizz Blizz World That's or not whatever. Out yet. Blizzard's well, coming, yeah. It's coming, and then there was another one. I think Blizzard will launch right around with season whatever eight. Whatever, Junkenstein's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't played that one either. I never played that one, yeah. Yeah. Or Junkertown, that's what it was. Junkertown, yeah. yep, never played that one. See, I never had a fallout with 
Overwatch. Like, I think both of you had a point where you just got pissed and never wanted to play it again. Oh, I'll tell you where it was. I, when I, had, I was fucking gold, and then I played the next season's prelim matches, and they put me in fucking scumbag bronze. That's when I <laughs> stopped got, playing the game. Got, you got hoed so bad. Oh, yeah. Bad. There was a point I was ranked higher than you for no reason whatsoever, because right? I'm a trash player. So um, I'm a trash player. But, you know, if you guys are trying to get back into Overwatch, I uh, it's, all, it's always in the back of my mind is something that I'd love to do, but I feel like a lot of our community isn't plugged into the game anymore, yeah. so I haven't been logging on as often. Yeah, I think Overwatch is uh, in the near future to uh, get some gameplay from us. So Yeah, bail on this Fortnite trash. No, let's get back to Overwatch. No, 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 we're not doing that. Yeah, put Fortnite nah. right in the toilet nah. where it belongs. Nah. Same thing with your Xbox, put it in the toilet. <laughs> no. No. Don't you talk about X for like that. Toilet. Gonna give you a big old Big old turd on your shelf No no. (laughs) Overpowered turd You can say whatever you want You've seen it You've seen it in action It's beautiful Doesn't make it an overpowered turd (laughs) You're right it doesn't You can can put a lot of polish on a turd It's still a turd Man I tell I tell everybody that about Ethan every every day. Yeah. Well, trust me, no one's polishing this turd. <laughs> Your wife's been trying; it's not working though. No, she gave up on trying to uh, aesthetically polish me a long time ago. She's like, yeah, because she knows I'm a bird you can't cage. All That's right. what I am. Oh, All right, God. that was our bird. attack on the news for these topics well, and much more. Visit MotorCityGaming.com and continue the conversation in our Discord community. It's free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. And remember, if you're not getting enough games on a podcast, if it's like every Monday's not enough, and then I, listen, I even re-listen to the episodes on Tuesdays on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google, all of them at the same time because I can't get enough, then guess what? It's time to listen to Gamezilla Alpha every Sunday for your extra dose of what is it called again, Jazzy? Zilla Activity. Ah, Zilla Activity. All right. Jazzy? You got a lot to get ready for, so I think Let's it's time it. to it's time to launch it. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my god, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon! Oh, let's break it! Damn! We gathered the best players from around the world. From each region. We took the best person in their position, voted on them, and created an all-star team and put them into a giant world tournament for League of Legends. The finals come down to Team China in the LPL versus Team Taiwan in the LMS. Six hours later, five games and more solo Q shenanigans than we've ever seen on a pro stage in a long time. But the LPL Chinese team has won the 2017 League of Legends All-Star Tournament. Boo, China. Boo. They wrecked this tournament. You know it's bad. You know it's really bad when I was rooting for the Koreans, <laughs> which, yep. I, which I generally don't because SKT, Huni, they're all, they're all part of that group. Oh, yeah. Huni, but but then I was like, get them. Stop them. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. China. Not China. Yeah, the Chinese all—they—they they took this whole tournament, one v one and all stars by storm. We're just wrecking everybody. It—I thought they were going to steam rush the LMS as well, but uh, LMS came out strong and won the first game like decisively. And I'm like, holy shit! Like 
Is China just going to flub the finals? And then they fought back. LMS came back, and the the fifth game was actually super close, and came down to that one final team fight in which the Chinese ended up pulling out of, and then they just walked up the middle and won won the tournament. I but mean, this is crazy. all this is all great and dandy, but really, what we need to talk about is that North America as a team they did really well, right? They did very well the first game. Because that's the only game they won. And then the rest, they didn't do so hot. Who was their top laner? <sighs> Hauntzer. Well, they should have picked my dude Flame. <laughs> they would have won it all if they picked Flame. Uh, it's debatable. It's yeah. not. It's factual. You want to know, know the problem was? Is that you had way too many TSM members on that team, and they looked like hot garbage. Well, you could Trash that. mess scrubs, TMS. Yeah. But uh, I got. I guess I have this to fall back on that. Um, not all of TSM looked like garbage, at least in the one v one tournament. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, because uh, you know, Birgensen, my boy from the mid lane, ended up making it all the way to the finals, and he fought the Chinese Uzi, who's a bot laner, and um, well, let's just say the uh, Chinese star uh, didn't have the best year in the LPL. His stats were actually lower than they've ever been in any season. Um, he did have a pretty strong Worlds tournament, even though the Chinese, you know, didn't win it. And um, it doesn't matter because he uh, defeated Birgensen 2-1 to to retain his championship, being the first ever to back-to-back champion of the 1v1 tournament in League of Legends All-Star Weekend. And he did so on the back of which champion? Not one that I would think was a 1v1 champion. Callista. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of Callista bands. Yeah, literally defeated Bjergensen in both of his games that he won on Callista. And the game that he lost, he was playing Syndra, which is a mid lane champion on ADC. So (laughs) not likely that he was going to win that one. But let's also give shout out to Bjergensen who... Uh, second round had to face Faker. Yep. And beat Faker. Faker's overrated. Faker uh, is starting to seem overrated because he I've seems been saying to get... it, I've been saying it for two weeks now. <laughs> like, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> three weeks. I think it was three weeks ago I said Faker is overrated. <laughs> Ever since he lost Worlds, he's, uh, he's overrated. Ever since I found out who he was, I've been saying he's overrated. <laughs> so, Faker's never really done super strong in the 1v1 tournament, though. So, it's a different ball game. It's a totally different style of play. It's basically... You have the one lane, and it's the first person to either A, kill the other person first, take down their first tower, or the first person to 100 uh, creep score, which is last hitting a minion. So those are the three ways that you could win. So there's a different... Rin? So there's a different play style. Run, Oraggy, we hope we win. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jazzy, I'm not trying to (laughs) screw your speed up. (laughs) I'll just take my time. (laughs) <clears throat> Let's win this. Switching over <laughs> to uh, the Call of Duty, the first event of the new Call of Duty World League season. <laughs> Listen how his excitement went from, we're talking about League, we're talking about one-on-one, we're talking about All-Star Weekend. He's like, and then there was Call of Duty. <laughs> it was it was the most honest reaction to bringing it down to, to Call of Duty's level. I think you're at the right level for Call That's of Duty. That's what I'm saying. You should continue. First event of the new <laughs> Call of Duty 
<laughs> World League season is in the books, and the season opening champion has been crowned. Team Caliber has won the CWL Dallas Open with their 3-2 victory over Splice in the Grand Finals. This is the first major Call of Duty title that Team Caliber has won in their four-year organization history. So... Not too much about that. They did have a major comeback in one of the game modes, but the rest of them, they kind of methodically just defeated Splice in the game modes that they picked. And then Splice, obviously, with the two wins, not enough to to win the Open, but destroyed them in the ones that they picked. So it kind of went back and forth, and they ended up being able to have that one major comeback in the game mode and took the uh, championship. Nice. Grim, you're a Call of Duty boy now, uh, you know. So I bought two copies of Call of Duty, and I haven't played either one yet. <laughs> I did install the one on my Xbox, so at least it's there. The icon is there, but I've yet to actually launch and play. I've watched more stream of it, for, but I haven't played it for some reason. I, and I still find it very intriguing. The maps look really fun, and the gameplay looks less stupid um, compared to some of the Modern Warfare games where I was just like, this is getting out of hand. Uh, but still have not uh, pulled the trigger yet. So we'll see. Um, as far as the the competition, didn't watch it. Didn't even know what was going on. League of Legends All Stars weekend was was my esports uh, weekend. That's a good call. The next set of news I have is really going to make your heart sing, Grim. You not so much. You might be able to tell your eight year old friend. She'd probably enjoy it. But um, a game mode called Clash Riot dropped today is going to pit. Five-man pre-made teams against one another for prizes. So they are taking the world of esports at pro level that we watch on a weekly basis and putting it into League of Legends for everyone to play. So basically, they're coming up with this tournament, and it'll be a time-based event, so the tournament will take place at a specific time. You will have to get a pre-made five-man team together, they will have to earn tickets, which they can get from Riot Points or Blue Essence in the game. So you can earn or uh, if you want to pay with your Riot Points. You get your pre-made together. You sign up for the tournament. They put you into brackets. They will pair you up with like-ranked people. So you're not like going in as a bronze team facing off against Cloud9 like you, you were in Overwatch. Can you queue up with friends? Oh, yeah. You create Pre- your five-man uh, pre-made, team. Yeah. Pre-made. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yeah, you create your five-man team. And as long as they have enough uh, to pay the ticket into the tournament, you literally get put into a 16-team bracket, and that bracket gets played out, and depending on where you place, you get cool rewards, like skins and champion capsules and a bunch of cool stuff from Riot. So it's just another way to um, basically take... I think it's cool because you're taking the eSport level of League of Legends and putting it into the hands of everyone. So everyone can have that feeling of being on an eSports team and working competitively with your friends and or your team um, to try to accomplish a goal, which is win this tournament. So they're putting a lot of different stuff into the game where you can like actually scout your your opponents. It will tell you like the champions they've played most in the past and what their win uh, percentage was and stuff like that. So you can actually prep and come up with strategy and you know try to act like an actual esports team. I think it's super cool. You, you know, we all know I'm not like a huge league fan like you guys are. Um, but I look at this and this is just continuing to show that Riot 
is a few steps ahead of everyone else when it comes to innovation, uh, when it comes to community building, like it's super cool. You guys could get your squad of like regular guys that you guys play together with and you guys could go in for the weekend. Yeah. You got squad up, get the boys squad up and, and test your might against some other, other teams. I, I personally think that's very cool and it's a sign of uh, riot continuing to innovate. And that's the type of thing that's going to continue to bring interest to the League of Legends esports. Yeah. And I'll put the video for uh, Riot, please, which discusses all of this in greater detail in the um, this episode's feed. But basically, Riot in this um, Riot, please, basically said, hey, in 2016, we did it wrong because we weren't listening to you. We were just trying to get big our own way. And then, so 2017, we started to listen to our fans and listen to our player base and listen to everyone and then help that, have that help mold our game and the way we wanted to go and literally showed you the what the fans wanted to the changes they made in 2017 with Ruin Change, Mastery Change, like all these things that they put into the game that you can actually play already to even now this new game mode that they're coming out with based upon what the fans want. So... Riot is not only great in innovation, like you said, but they are awesome at just listening to what their fans want and then making it happen somehow. Yeah, absolutely. You right over there? Yeah, my leg fell asleep. Um, don't don't know what happened. It's happened on a couple shows, but not this bad. If I had to stand up right now, I would face plant. Let's do it. Can you stand Everybody up? stand up. All right, let's see. Dead <laughs> uh, standing up. He's going for it. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, I'm up. Yep. I'm up. Let's pop that knee. Pop Ooh. that knee. Put it back. Put the weight Ooh. down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, right. I uh, I blew out my knee, so I guess I'm going on disability. So I'm gonna start living here. Yeah. All right. Cool. Anyways, we get to push me around in a wheelchair. Is that all we got for esports? That is all I have Good for esports. Good job, Jazzy. I really appreciate your time. But now it's my turn for Muster Bust. Must or bust? First up, we got a game for you all. If you got a polished turd, then you're going to pick up PUBG for the Xbox One December 12th. Oh, that's the wrong button. You <laughs> suck. <laughs> I mean, that's a good button, too, but give me the right button. Yeah! PUBG's coming to Xbox One! I'm excited. This is a must for me. I'm going to pick this up for sure. Um, we'll be playing uh, split in time here for PUBG and Fortnite, but uh, we're, we're excited to to get PUBG on the Xbox and, and have some fun with it. I know Jazzy is looking forward to it as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely getting this. Deadite will be coming over to play on my turd, my polished turd Xbox. Man, Xbox. I don't even like Fortnite. Why would I play PUBG? Um, mainly because of all the funny ways you can kill people. Wait, um, you mean based on all the funny ways I could die? Yeah, too. Yeah, because I I'm not killing anybody. I mean, yeah, you could get in a car and just run into your own teammates and kill them. So I mean, why not? Ooh, cable style. Yeah, cable style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next uh, next game I have here is for the Nintendo Switch. Switch version of Pinball FX3. I'm actually really excited about this. I don't know. I've, I, 
no pinball game will ever be as good as Cosmic Pinball on Windows XP. I mean, that's true, but... Then why pay I, for something? I like pinball. I really like pinball, and I've enjoyed some of these simulators on like PlayStation and stuff, but having it on the go again is intriguing to me where I can play pinball anytime I want. I that's, got really, that's what I like. I got really into Wild West pinball on my iPod Touch Generation 2 back in the day. Nice. <laughs> the same place I play Call of Duty Zombies. <laughs> oh, God. Next game I have is for the PS4 or the Superior Xbox One X. <laughs> is the Okami HD remake December 12th. Uh, this game, if you haven't played Okami, first of all, pick this up on PS4, Xbox, whatever system you have, and uh, enjoy this cell-shaded, beautiful work of art uh, while you traverse around. It's like a Firefox spirit. It's super cool. Isn't it more of a wolf? It's a, oh, yeah, I call it a fox. My you bad. Can, yeah. My bad. My bad. Yeah, you're bad. Absolutely, you're bad. Next up is right up Jazzy's alley, The Last Guardian VR. Oh, thank God. December 12th. This is a must. This is a must. This is a must. It's 100% a must. Do you want to know why, Jazzy? Because it's free. Yeah. Also, you don't even need to own The Last Guardian in order to get it. You just download The Last Guardian VR experience. Because it's not a video game, some experience, <laughs> and it's free, and it's just for you, buddy. Just well, for guess you. what? I still own the Last Guardian because I couldn't sell it, but you could sell No Man's Sky, apparently. <laughs> That's, oh, you still own it? Perfect. Wait, did you try That's to sell perfect. it and someone wouldn't take it? Oh, I had a bet that yeah, said that I will sell the Last Guardian before Grimlock could sell No Man's Sky at this like nerd out garage sale thing that we yeah, went to. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I still own The Last Guardian, and No Man's Sky was purchased. Well, to be fair, he had a collector's edition. No. This no, was a regular this was copy. The oh, your regular copy? copy? Uh, <laughs> funny story. We have a reg- we had a regular copy of No Man's Sky that was returned to us yeah. that uh, somebody won from a giveaway oh. and gave it back to us. <laughs> I remember that giveaway. Gave it back to yeah. us. That's how great that game yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, I sold it for 10 bucks. Um, all right. Uh, next game is Final Fantasy XV's Episode Ignis launches on the PS4 and the Xbox One December twelfth. Uh, if you have the season pass, or if you're into final, if you're big into Final Fantasy, this is that next piece. It's it's the next uh, you know side side story to to fill it out. And um, following that up, Nintendo Switch, ukulele. Me. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be coming out December fourteenth. And uh, if it has any issue, if if it's anything like the game that has already been out for Xbox, PS4, or wherever it's been, it's probably going to be a little bit messy. It's probably not going to get the greatest reviews, and it's just kind of your it's average, you know. Like I think if you're really gung ho and looking for that style of game, then maybe you'll find some enjoyment in it. But it's just not. It's unfortunately not as good as I wanted it to be. I would say. This would be the perf. This game is like perfect for like your eight year old child. But now I realize that eight year olds are playing League of Legends, so yeah. probably not. <laughs> Way beyond what I can do. Uh, and then my last one that I'm going to bring up for today is Mutant Muds Collection on the Nintendo Switch. This actually looks like an awesome package where you're getting three games, two of the Mutant Mud platformer games, and then Mutant Muds like puzzle, um, uh, like block breaking game. And uh, that comes out on the Switch December 14th. And the if you've never heard of Mutant Mud, 
uh, as far as the platforming side goes, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a goofy goofy game that's that's uh, that's very enjoyable and uh, should be a, should be a fun game to own on the Switch. That's all I got. That's my must or bust, and all of them are a must except for maybe Last Guardian VR, but that's free, so I guess it's a must too. Listen, I. We'll play the Last Guardian VR demo before ukulele. So I'm actually thinking about buying a VR again because right now Amazon has a deal where you get the VR, the camera, and Gran Turismo for one ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, that's actually an excellent price. I know. I was like, son of a bitch, am I buying a VR headset again? Okay, <laughs> it's okay. worth it for the camera. Ne- ne- <laughs> next, next. No, week. it's not. You can buy the camera for sixty bucks. <laughs> that is not a deal. Next week, Grim's gonna have it. He's gonna prime it probably tomorrow. I have to prime it by tomorrow, otherwise the deal's over. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna tell us all about Gran Turismo next week. No, I'll probably buy it, put Gran Turismo on the shelf, and go buy Doom. Well, think about it. The yeah, camera's sixty. Year, you cannot handle Doom. You might die. You I mean, might actually true, die. True, but it's worth the, the it's worth ca- the risk. The camera's <laughs> sixty bucks. I'll play Doom VR. And Gran Turismo sixty bucks. Yeah. So you're getting a VR headset for eighty bucks. Yeah, basically. I know it's a great deal. That's why I'm like. The only thing I'm wondering is if it's the old headset or the new headset. It's got to be the old headset. I think it has to. I don't think the new headset's in the West yet. I think no, it's it is. still overseas. Yeah, no, but I, it, it, I'm pretty sure it's out here, but I, I would imagine that's the reason it's that price is you're getting. I, I can only imagine, but yeah. So can only imagine. That's what I've been trying to figure out before I place the order because I really would have an issue since it doesn't have HDR throughput on the old one. That would it would drive me. Nuts. It's one reason why I got rid of it. I got tired of hooking it up and unhooking it to get the full potential out of my pro. Mm-hmm. Sony. Anyways, so if it's the new headset, I'm ordering it tonight. It's okay. You don't even play your pro anymore, so you might as well just leave. I it all played it up. last night with you. Yeah, because you had to. Yeah, I still did it. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, um, yeah. Let, join the Discord. Let us know what you're excited for that's coming up here. Uh, maybe it's nothing right now, but uh, we got we got some big games coming January and February next year. So let us know in the Discord. Let's wrap this up, boys. Yeah, you can influence this podcast by joining us on Patreon, patreon.com slash GameZilla Podcast. And, uh, you know, we might call out some of the stuff that you say in the Twitch chat because we like you. It's true. It's very true. Uh, Deadite, you want to remind everyone why our beards look so damn good. Our beards look so good because we have bronchitis and we buy all of our products from DetroitBeardCollective.com. It's a website, DetroitBeardCollective.com. Order a beard crate today. Have it shipped to your house. Use the checkout code MCGAMING to save at checkout. It's DetroitBeardCollective.com. This is all actual fact because after that I coughed all over this studio all night, we all do have. I'm no longer contagious. I've been antibi- on antibiotics since Wednesday. Allegedly. Uh, there's no way I'm contagious. Uh, so I want to allegedly- know why- when he has bronchitis, he turns into like stone cold on bronchitis. It does. It does. I was yeah, getting that it's stone all, cold. It's all what? Sp- it's stone cold, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I got an infection in my lungs, you son of a bitch. And I'm going to take that neck. I'm going to wring it out. I'm going to stretch it from here to Texas. And I'm going to put my boot down your throat, you son of a bitch. Bronchitis. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. We got that out of the way. <laughs> Best part. <laughs> and there's the real one. There we go. Uh, what? <laughs> 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 
All right. Uh, Jazzy. If retro gaming is your thing, then listen to the Legend of Retro podcast every Thursday in all the same great places that you can listen to us. If you're looking for an epic adventure, one tale that will take you through the deep woods, up into the mountains, and through a world that you never thought was possible, you need to tune in on Wednesdays to Noobs and Dragons. Follow Jandar, Tilly, and Alistair as they travel the world from the creepy, sadistic mind of Craig WK. <laughs> That's pretty accurate right there. That's pretty accurate. Will this be the week that Tilly starts Gnomageddon? <laughs> oh, God, no. I hope not. I like I it, hope though. this is the Gnomageddon. I, I, like I, I hope this is the week that Tilly dies. I damn. <laughs> just kidding, can Tilly. I just kidding. That information. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We. Yeah, I think we can. We can officially say no characters have died yet in this adventure. Maybe emphasis on the yet. We can also confirm that other character sheets may or may not have already been created <laughs> in fear of what might be happening. All right. Um. So yeah. And tune into Noobs and Dragons every Wednesday. It's our late. It's our newest podcast, and we're having a blast making it. So uh, every week, Wednesdays. Other than that, we want to remind everybody uh, there is our collaboration <coughs> with Sheriff of Patty. We are giving away the Logitech G Pro mouse and G810 keyboard. This is the ultimate pair used by many esports teams like Cloud9 and TSM. Also TSM. TSM. <laughs> Valued at over $190. Sign up today for our December giveaway at MotorCityGaming.com or if you're live on Twitch, just scroll down, click the button right below us, and uh, enter today. It'll be running through the, the end right of the month. Here. That's right. All right, so I wanted to take a second here. Button. I wanted to take a second here before we before we left. I wanted to um, give an update on our streaming world here at GameZilla. There's some changes that are going to be rolling out here in 2018, and we wanted to, some of you may have started to already notice some of these changes, is we want to give the platform, the, the people that are giving us their time, the people that are streaming and talking about GameZilla, talking about the products, we really appreciate their support and, and creating exposure for for us, we want them to benefit more from this. And we've realized everybody collaborating into one channel just doesn't really work well for them and for us. So you're going to be able to watch the same great streams, but you're going to end up getting actual users to follow. So if you're a fan of The Glitch who streams Saturday morning retro games, you're going to end up following The Glitch's Twitch channel. In The Twitch Glitch's Twitch channel, you will see GameZilla advertisement, but It'll still be his Twitch channel. He will still be able to gain affiliation. You will still be able to sub to him and support the retro gamer that you like. Same with Grimlock the Dino. Same with Jazzy Fiddle. Same with Cable2KX, Loco, Testonomics, Sheriff of Patty. Whoever it is that you enjoy watching, they have their channel. We're going to support their channel and we hope that you do too. So we'll be releasing streaming schedules. We'll be releasing uh, our stream team. So you'll be able to see who's part of GameZilla. And uh, we'll also be explaining what does that mean? Like how what, what, what benefits do they get? How does that help GameZilla? We're going to be very transparent with how this is all going to go here in 2018. But we wanted to let you know. Um, not everything is going to come from this channel anymore. This channel will still exist and it will be the podcast and anything GameZilla related. So last week we covered the Video Game Awards live. 
uh, that happened on this channel. You know, E3 will be covered live on this channel. Anything coming from conventions will be live on this channel. But a lot of the individual gameplay and stuff like that, that's going to be um, branching off into individual accounts. So... That's, uh, that's about it. So thanks for hanging out on episode 186 of the GameZilla podcast. Um, anything else, guys? Anything you wanted to remind people of, Jazzy? Man. Jazzy Fiddle on Mixer. You really want to go there and then watch Grimstream because he's a lot better because we've been <laughs> duo streaming Fortnite. Having a blast. But uh, we're really enjoying the mixer side of things because we can co-stream, hop on our X's and literally just hit a button and then we're going. So you're going to see a lot more of the Twins of Gaming throwing down in some Fortnite. And by Twins of Gaming throwing down in Fortnite, I mean Grimlock killing people and me running around as a bush. <laughs> yeah. No, we are having a lot of fun with mixers. So I agree. Uh, the platform-wise, we'll be using Twitch. But I think Jazzy and I will also still be experimenting with mixers. So anybody that wants to watch we appreciate the support because mixer is a lot smaller and it is uh, difficult to get uh, some momentum going there so anybody that can tune in and give us a few minutes of their time hit that follow button um, it's greatly appreciated it helps us out a ton so then anything you wanted to uh, bring up to people about uh, you know you know your problem your your issue <clears throat> Well, we're working on getting that medicated, and then uh, they'll make sure that everything's okay in my marriage. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. no. Uh, may, hey, uh, we have an awesome uh, community. If you know, if maybe you're a little bit shy about uh, downloading the Discord app or getting involved in a, a, a full-on chat that is our Discord, we have a really nice Facebook community. Uh, Go ahead and request to join the fa the Facebook group that is the Gamezilla Podcast on on Facebook. Uh, we have it, you know, private. We have it locked out. It's just so we can keep track of who's coming in because we want to make sure that the people coming in are people that don't want to just come in and post spam about trying to sell hubcaps on Facebook. <laughs> you know, we we want people in that want to uh, share posts, comment, talk about video games, and uh, be part of the. Gamezilla community on Facebook. Uh, so love the Discord. Would love for you to be in the Discord. But if you already have a Facebook, go ahead and uh, request to be in the Gamezilla group. We'd love to talk to you there. Great plug. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, remember, we are the Elite Free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. <laughs> Man, I've been so you're the one been blocking all the hubcap talk? Man. I don't want I need you hubcaps. Yeah, I don't want you trying to buy those there. First off, you don't need hubcaps. You got rims. I don't what I are you want, gonna do with them? I what do you put, do? I need to put hubcaps on my rims. <laughs> I wear hubcaps for my booby streams. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs>